Hello and welcome to episode 19 of Near Perfect Pitch, the weekly music show that plays stuff that you're not going to hear on traditional radio. You're going to hear stuff that's old, that's new, that you've not heard for ages, that you've never even heard of. The idea is that I show up every week and play about three hours worth of music in, uh, in the hopes that you enjoy it and that you can share it with your friends and uh, music lovers alike. Near Perfect Pitch is the name of the programme. You've obviously found it because you're listening to it. Uh, if you're listening to it in a means that's inconvenient, you can uh, you can tune in uh, via a myriad of means. Uh, you can go through iTunes, you can go through Google Play, Blurberry, Stitcher, TuneIn, or through Podbean, which is the host site. There you go. Plenty of choice. Uh, you can contact me, nearperfectpitch at gmail.com at any old point and social media wise the most active uh, fronts if you like are uh, instagram at a near perfect pitch and uh, the facebook page uh, neatly entitled near perfect pitch we're also uh, uh, present uh, on twitter soundcloud facebook as i mentioned uh, tumblr vimeo uh, and pinterest so there you are there's no excuse not to keep up with what is going on uh, we're going to hear not a load of new release because last week um I got to about six or seven, I think, uh, because we were without interview last week, only the second show uh, thus far without an interview. Uh, I've remedied that uh, wholeheartedly this week. Got a wonderful interview uh, coming up at the end of the programme with uh, Simon Wollstonecroft, uh, drummer with the four for 11 years, a, uh, a man on the, the Manchester music scene. He is uh, well known. He has uh, played with all sorts, and I don't mean that uh, in a euphemistic uh, capacity. He is ensconced in the scene, and I was just delighted to talk to him and talk about what he's been up to lately and uh, his history and to talk about his book, which is very, very important because uh, the book is going to be reissued with uh, amendments and additions from the last two years. So there's going to be a, a re-edition of, of the book forthcoming. So we're going to get into more detail with regards to Sam Wollstonecroft later on in the programme. Going to hear um, some requests this programme. We've got the usual Tinterweb time. We've got the usual hat trick coming up. And we're going to start this week by, uh, by getting uh, you to listen to this particular tune by AC Acoustics. We have all kinds of dreams Some kind of kind of symptom. We clear the path from cure This way for years 
Shriek Back. Haven't heard that for a while. And I'm glad that I uh, dug that out this week. That's uh, a single. Uh, and that is from 1982 and called Lined Up. And I'll be playing more Shriek Back in shows to come. Uh, a nice a nice meld of electronica, goth, and being thoroughly miserable, uh, edging on the uh, the macabre as well. Uh, that's Shriek Back. And before that, uh, a grossly... Uh, overlooked band. Uh, it was a, he would, they were uh, actually a favourite of, of John Peel's, but uh, didn't do an awful lot in terms of record sales. Sadly, uh, AC Acoustics from Glasgow, four full-length records. Uh, the last three, uh, Victory Parts, Understanding Music, and uh, O, oh, just phenomenal uh, albums. Not that Able Treasury, the first record, was a bad record by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, uh, the. Uh, the second, third, and fourth were outstanding. And understanding music, uh, the uh, the LP that uh, the track I played was pulled from is the third album. That's from uh, that's from 2000. And if you want to get your hands on that in North America, it's on cooking vinyl. But there have since been some reissues. So if you Amazon and Google and eBay and all that business, you'll be able to find another rendition of this in a digipack fold-out with uh, with an extra CD with extra tracks. There you go. So we've heard thus far AC Acoustics, Shriek Back. Time for a request. Uh, the requests are handled via the email nearperfectpitch at gmail.com and this is for Sue.
Girl by Terror Pigeon. And that is from uh, the LP uh, entitled Live It Up Before You Die It Up uh, from 2014. They've got three records out, as I say, all through uh, Bandcamp. And uh, you can pick them up for about $7 each. I do suspect this band are going to get bigger and bigger. They are rather, rather good. And I'll be playing more from them uh, over the course of uh, the coming programmes. So make note, that was Terror Pigeon. And before that, we heard uh, Buffalo Tom and a single called Velvet Roof. That's for Sue. Thank you so much. That does prove that to the Gmail, the old near-perfect picture, Gmail email uh, does work on occasion for, for requests. So do use it. Use it to good effect and uh, and uh, participate in the programme. Next, we've got something uh, by Popolite itself uh, called a Familis Horribilis. And a side note, that uh, Terror Pigeon track was dedicated to, uh, to Mike in Liverpool. Mike Reagan. Thanks, mate.
for guessing the title of that particular tune by Wire from uh, the self-titled LP released uh, last year. So that's Wire from Wire with a track called In Manchester. And before that, uh, uh, that's Pop Elite itself with the uh, the higher WYG mix of Famulus Horribilus. Um, no love lost between the poppies and uh, the royal family, it seems. They're not alone. But that's a topic for another another day. Um, we've got Simon Wollstonecroft coming up at the end of the programme. Uh, very happy to talk to him earlier this week uh, with regards to what he's been doing uh, in terms of his drumming, talking about uh, the, the release of his amended and, uh, uh, well, added to uh, by virtue of what he's been up to for the past two years. So the book is being re-released imminently with, uh, with some new goodies. Uh, in terms of what he's been doing and what he's been up to of late. Um, if you're not familiar with the programme, we have religiously an obligation to play a full track every single week. It's called the Obligatory Fall. Oh, this week we're going to play um, Mountain Energy, um, released on Action Records, uh, actually a record shop in Preston. I uh, buy a lot of stuff from and have done for many, many years. Released in 2003, uh, the album is called Country on the click and uh, the song as I say is Mountain Energy we're going to be hearing more by the fall uh, 
at the end of the program when we uh, when we're talking to Simon. So for now, there's the obligatory fall off, but there's more fall coming. You are very lucky people.
in black operation blowback times. Psychopaths at the steering wheel of the world. The management and organization of everything according to shallow and narrow mindsets and self-serving ends. No sense where nature and the world might be getting in. And they end up a mere expression of the eternal return of the ever same oppression over and over and over.
satisfy the malady of the soul Always on the outside With no way home Pass like San Jones With broken bones Always on the outside With no
their back. That's Clothes Lobsters from Paisley in Scotland. And that is uh, from a very, very, very recent uh, release uh, on uh, their own Bandcamp page. There's a Bandcamp theme, it seems, going on here, but uh, it's a very, very popular um, outlet for a few musicians by which to sell their wares and actually make money, which they are more than entitled to do. And they make a heck of a lot money than they would if they were going down the uh, tried and true, in the eyes of the record company, tried and true, uh, traditional means of putting out a record. So, the uh, the uh, EP concerned was released a handful of weeks ago called Desire and Signs. You can uh, visit closedlobsters.bandcamp.com and uh, either order the vinyl. I'm not sure if there are any copies of the limited edition uh, gold 7-inch uh, out there, but uh, you might have a go, might have a crack. Anyway, that's Closed Lobsters, and that is brand new stuff. And that is the latest stuff that they've uh, released and prior to that, uh, the Kunstwerk in Spacetime EP, which is also available through Bandcamp, uh, was released in 2014. And uh, on Fire Station Records, uh, two years prior in 2012, Steel Love was released uh, as, uh, as a single. Uh, and that was uh, their only recent work since 1989. So they've been, uh, they've been off. They've had a sabbatical for, uh, for uh, a long old while of Closed Lobsters. But they're back and making music and making good music at that. So uh, the song that we heard was called Wonder Epic Parts 1 and 2 from Nato to Plato to Wonder All Alone. Got it? And before that, uh, the fall, Mountain Energy. There's going to be uh, a pop theme, a Manchester theme, a drummer theme because we're going to be talking to Simon Wollstonecraft. I've got uh, a whole load of uh, alternative slash pop numbers to address uh, forthcoming. Uh, and we'll start off with this one, actually, by Fanfarlo.
Saint Etienne from 1992 on Heavenly Records, the unmistakable vocals of uh, Sarah Cracknell there. And that's from the double A side, uh, Join Our Club, People Get Real, single. There you have it. And uh, before that, we heard Van Farlow, who are a superb outfit, I must say. Four albums to date. Um, vocal stylings that remind me, on occasion, not all the time, a bit a bit David Burney, a bit Talking Heads-ish, uh, and uh, of that ilk uh, that are annoyingly fronted by uh, the Mumford lot, this lot blow them away, hands down. So pay attention to Fan Farlow. That's from Reservoir, which is their, their first record. And uh, we heard a song called Drowning Men, which was also a single. We've got uh, through quite a, uh, quite a few songs, actually, thus far. As a reminder, don't forget uh, to stay tuned all the way to the end. No fast-forwarding, not allowed to do that. Uh, for the interview with uh, with Simon Wollstonecroft, very interesting. And uh, he, he saved me asking a whole load of questions because he just did a memory dump, and it was fantastic. So th- you, there's not much that you uh, need to know that you will not know come the end of, of, of the interview at the end of the programme. I can tell you uh, what's coming up that I hope to get to, all things being well. Uh, there's some more fall lined up, uh, some uh, propaganda, some magazine. We've got our uh, cover version, uh, our weekly cover version. We've got some Tears of Fears, got some Primal Scream, old, old Primal Scream. Maybe some Bell and Sebastian. Uh, maybe some uh, The Black Angels as well. I've got some Bis here as well. Uh, lined up alongside some uh, Smithereens, some Screaming Blue Messiahs, and uh, a new release uh, that uh, I'll get to entitled Muddy Waters by uh, by a band I'd never heard of until last week. So that's what you can expect uh, to hear in the next uh, hour and a half or so. And here's some Portishead in the meanwhile.
Well, that's the BBC Radio 1 session version uh, from 1994 of Radiohead Street Spirit that appears on a Melody Maker uh, compilation CD that came out uh, as a mail-in and you could get it in the stores as well and uh, proceeds were to go to the Samaritans in conjunction with BBC Radio 1. So you can still get that, and I've seen it uh, in a couple of shops of late, actually. Uh, and it's called Hold On, BBC Radio 1 uh, FM Sessions. And I do like that particular version of, uh, of Street Spirit. And before that, from the CDEP uh, of, of Sour Times by Portishead, that's the Airbus reconstruction version of Sour Times. And as a reminder, before uh, Portishead, we heard some St Etienne and uh, some Fanfarlo. Up next some new model army from Bradford they've been kicking about for about 35 years Justin Sullivan uh, is the lead man and for, for for many a moon he went by the moniker of Slade the Leveller so as to avoid uh, any confusion when he was signing on so that he wouldn't get his dole uh, nixed by virtue of actually making a few quid from a band that he's been in uh, they have been prolific and uh, he is the only uh, mainstay, he's the creative force and uh, the only mainstay uh, with the band throughout their entire career. And, and to be truthful, uh, going through a, a, a litany of different bios, they are listed as having anywhere from 15 to, to 25 albums, not, not, not including uh, compilations as well, so it's kind of hard to keep track. Um, I wasn't a massive fan, but I did particularly like uh, an NLP called The Ghost of Cain, which housed this particular single. out of your windows, watch the skies, read all the instructions with bright blue eyes, with W-I-S-P's, yeah, proud American sons, we know how to clean our teeth, and how to strip down a gun, cause we're the state of America. So proud Over the dancing heads Of the merry patriotic crowd Yeah, tip your hat To the Yankee conquerors We got no heads under the bed With guns under our pillows With our Anything. Cause the corridors of power, they're an ocean away.
Redding's Chapter House. That's a request for Steve. That is from uh, Whirlpool, their, uh, their debut release uh, from 1991 on Dedicated Records. And that's a track called Breather. And before we heard our uh, chums, Chapter House, we did hear uh, some new model army. And uh, I did tell you a little bit about uh, said band uh, from Bradford. I used to uh, go to college uh, with a lad who was just... He was the ultimate new model army sycophant. He, he looked, he looked like, he looked like uh, Justin. He looked like, he looked like him t- to the letter, and so so effective was his uh, was his guise and and and, and his uh, and his uh, costume. I'm pretty sure he hadn't seen a bath for the best part of a month either, uh, wearing his clogs and uh, parading around as if he was uh, the living embodiment of uh, of Slade the Leveller. Always did my uh, my best to, to to sit away from him because of the pong. Anyway, that's an anecdote uh, from the past that probably bored you to tears, but uh, I can't listen to a new model army without thinking of that lad and uh, and his, his pungent aroma. Coming up, we're going to hear something from New Jersey.
Everybody needs a bosom for a pillow. Everybody needs a bosom.
Mohammed Rafi 45 Lata Mangeshka 45 Solid State Radio 45 Ferguson Mono 45 Bon Public 45 Two in Ones 45 Argo Records 45 Trojan Records 45 Jack Duke's Trunk and the Bowling Boogie The heavy hippies and the Gigi music Jack Duke's Trunk and the Bowling Boogie The heavy hippies and the Gigi music Jack Duke's Trunk and the Bowling Boogie Jack Duke's Trunk and the Bowling Boogie Jack Duke's Trunk and the Jack Duke's Trunk and the Jack the Norman Cook bright and extended version of Brimful of Asher by Corner Shop on Ouija Records from 1998 and that is a request and I've stone cold forgotten who it's for I think don't hold me to this Cameron somewhere in the US um, I didn't make note of your location and uh, that's one of the rare times someone's actually uh, put their location, took the time to say, I am Cameron from XYZ, and I've completely forgotten. Anyway, nearperfectpitch.gmail.com. We'll get your request played, although I might have uh, geographical uh, amnesia when it comes to where you're actually from. And uh, before we heard Primfrel Ash, we heard uh, the Smithereens with uh, a beautiful college power pop uh, tune called A Girl Like You from uh, 1989's uh, LP called Eleven. And that uh, took us more than halfway through the programme. So don't forget to stay tuned all the way to the end so you can hear the interview with Simon Wollstonecroft uh, and uh, all the intermittent tunes between now and then as well. And you can expect here some magazines, some prefab sprouts, uh, maybe some sparks, uh, some propaganda, and plenty, plenty more, starting with this. Uh, Going back to Primal Scream's first, first release. Feathered bird to flowers, eyes, flowers. 
Tears for Fears, TFF, Kurt Smith, Roland Orzabal. Originally the B-side to uh, Sowing the Seeds of Love, that is laid so low, Tears Roll Down, which also appears on the uh, reissue as bonus tracks on the, the Seeds of Love LP, CD, whatever you want to call it. And before that, in the hat trick, we heard I Want to Be a Flintstone by uh, the Screaming Blue Messiahs. Fantastic tune. Had to dig that one out for you. That's from the album Bikini Red, released in 87. Uh, and uh, the single wasn't, wasn't released until the year after. So that's the Screaming Blue Messiahs with I Want to Be a Flintstone and uh, Silent Spring from Primal Screams. Uh, first record after Bobby left the Jesus and Mary chain, stopped drumming for them, concentrated full-time on uh, the Scream. Uh, there was one record after this uh, that was their first record on creation, a self-titled uh, record, which saw um, them uh, then blossom into their next LP, Screamadelica, and they've not looked back really, have they? Anyway, I had a bit of stick from some people last week on Facebook for putting a lot of Primal Scream stuff on there, but uh, not overly enamoured with uh, their latest works, but uh, their first uh, fistful of records were, were absolutely superb. So that was your hat trick for this week. Up next, you're going to hear some uh, pea machinery by uh, a band called Propaganda. Mortal.
not to be confused with Cooler Shaker, that is the Jeevas. Now, what happened with the Jeevas was between Cooler, uh, Cooler Shaker splitting up and then reforming, uh, Crispin Mills uh, formed a band that uh, released seven singles between uh, 2002 and 2004 and uh, two full lengths, namely Cowboys and Indians and 1234. There you have it. So that's uh, filling in the gaps between Cooler Shaker getting it done, splitting up, him having a side project, and then Cooler Shaker now being back together and having put out a very uh, new album very recently, which I've, uh, I've played stuff from in past programmes. There you have it. So that was um, the Cooler Shaker uh, Jeeva's uh, uh, explanation. Before that, uh, we heard Propaganda. Now, this song broke the top 50, just made number 50 in the charts when it was released on ZTT Records, uh, Trevor Horn's label, which was also home to, at the time, uh, a small little outfit called Frankie Goes to Hollywood, who uh, uh, contributed, I'm sure, uh, to... Um, not concentrating as a label on other acts because uh, Frankie were just a license to print money for a good uh, three to four years. Anyway, Claudia Brooken and Co. from Dusseldorf, a bit of a German synth pop for you. So why don't we do some Facebook things now before we play the next track? Um, and all Facebook things is really is just to encourage you to visit the Facebook page amongst other social media properties. And I'll, and I'll rattle them out for you once more. The Gmail for the email for the requests near perfect pitch gmail.com website is forthcoming let's put that at the back of the uh, back of the shelf for the next uh, little while shall we twitter near perfect pitch instagram near perfect pitch soundcloud mixcloud pinterest tumblr and vimeo are all uh, pages with near perfect pitch not very hard to find but facebook is where i tend to put uh, a lot of the stuff as I do with the Instagram feed. So if you were to peruse the uh, the Facebook feed uh, page, whatever you want to call it, uh, this given week, you'd see uh, a litany of interesting musically related images that I curate for you. Uh, on top of that, there's a particularly interesting one here. There's, there's, a, there's a, a small stall at uh, the Royal Exchange in Manchester that I've been made aware of. And this, this lady, she does a wonderful embroid, embroidery and she does a lot of pop culture. And she did this one uh, particular piece called New Face in Hell. Uh, uh, essentially a, a who's who of who have been in the fall between 1976 and uh, 2016, which I thought was absolutely fantastic. So that's, uh, if you want to follow her, she's at 8-bit North Cross Stitch, and Cross being an X. Uh, that's very interesting, and I'm hoping, I've had some dialogue with her on, on, uh, on Facebook, and I'm hoping to get her uh, on the phone this week uh, and hopefully share the fruits of that conversation with you on the next programme. We shall see, uh, but it's very, very interesting stuff, and I thought it uh, very, very clever the way that she has uh, represented a lot of uh, uh, music and, and pop culture uh, through, through uh, embroidery. Um, you'll also see on, on, on the feed... A litany of, of links. Uh, there's a Martin Stevenson gig here that I'm encouraging anyone who's, who's close or in the vicinity to go to. Uh, I just want you to visit it because you can get involved as well. There's uh, a nice, nice little uh, Alias Kid video here that uh, that was put up this week that I've shared with you as well. So do do uh, do look at the Facebook page. Otherwise, it, it becomes redundant for me. I want I want people to uh, to visit it to, to actually get a feel for for what it is that we do here. It's not just about music. It's about it's about pop culture and just about all things that uh, are fun and perhaps frivolous. 
Well, the idea is, I, I'm sure, for you to listen to a three-hour programme as presented by myself, not to uh, not to, to get overly cerebral. You just want to listen to some tunes and, 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 uh, and, and have a decent time, uh, perhaps have it in the background. So I want to make it fun and continue it to be fun, and I want to extrapolate the show above and beyond a three-hour podcast. That's why I work so hard on the social media aspect. I haven't even come up for air, have I? So... That's a who's who. Facebook things, not overly detailed in terms of an overview. I just want you to go and visit visit facebook.com slash nearperfectpitch. Here's some bis.
That's Magazine on Virgin Records from 1978 from uh, the Real Life LP and uh, a single and an album track, obviously, called uh, Shot by Both Sides. Haven't heard that one uh, for, for a long, long time um, and I've, uh, I've, I've not alphabetised my music 
truth be told, it's like, like going to some kind of Alcoholics Anonymous equivalent. Um, my name's Dara, and I've not alphabetized my tunes for 11 years. Uh, so up until 11 years ago, everything is fantastically anally, OCD, precious, and, and, and all wonderfully, uh, wonderfully sequential and alphabetized. It's fantastic. Above and beyond that, it's a royal mess, and I just have not got the... Uh, I've just not got the, the energy. I just can't face going down and re-alphabetizing everything. So uh, oftentimes I, I do plan on playing a certain song and I just, just simply can't find it. Now I've got it, just can't find it. One of these days I'm going to have to get down there or, or I have to pay some student or, or goodness knows even my own kids uh, to, do, to do some tidying up for me because there's a couple of songs uh, this week that I wanted to dig out that I know I have just couldn't find. I could find them eventually, of course, but uh, I just don't have three or four hours to while away uh, to, to look for a couple of tracks. Anyway, it's it's now time for uh, the the, uh, the Cover Me feature, which is not really uh, overly cryptic at all. It's it's uh, our uh, uh, our way of playing one decent cover version per programme. And this week, I think I've finally got this, um, this copy-protected... Um, piece of music that I bought way back when to actually play on the digital player here. Uh, do you remember uh, um, quite a while ago they used to uh, chuck out a lot of stuff on AOL. They made a really, really uh, valiant effort at trying to become a player in terms of the downloadable music realm. So they were trying to take on iTunes with sessions and, 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 and outtakes that were exclusive. Anyway, I bought this thing uh, by South ages and ages ago and uh, it is copy protected so you can only play it. On, on certain players uh, and it's a pain in the arse frankly so I'm going to try and play it for you now it's their version of New Order's uh, Bizarre Love Triangle and it does appear on this session digital download but also appears on the DVD uh, of a live performance that they released in conjunction with one of their albums as well so I hope that all makes sense to you and, and, and I hope it's not a disappointment because I've been trying to get this thing to work for weeks so here's hoping it works and here's hoping even more that you actually like it Down on my knees and pray I'm waiting 
Thanks, everybody. Good night.
a typically sublime prefab sprout from their uh, their debut uh, LP which was released in in 85 and that uh, in the UK and in, in Europe it was called uh, Steve McQueen but in North America there were uh, there were some issues with uh, with the actor of the same name and uh, the, the record was released as Two Wheels Good over here and that was uh, Appetite just a quite beautiful song uh, Paddy and, and, and the crew getting it done as usual. And before that bizarre love triangle, that's uh, South's rendition. Sadly, South are with us no more. Great, great band and I've uh, played a lot of them uh, in the past shows uh, and I'm sure that you're familiar with uh, some of their more popular stuff that came out on the Mowax label. Um, so anyway, that was uh, the cover version that we eventually got to after, after weeks and weeks of buggering around with, uh, with, with file formats. Um, now, it's a, it's a drummer's kind of issue, uh, this this edition of uh, of the show. We've got Simon Wollstonecroft coming up in in a while. I'm going to play uh, I'll play some Led Zeppelin. Not many radio programs, but we'll play uh, Led Zeppelin intermingled with some Prefab Sprout and and some Screaming Blue Messiahs. Well, I'd like to think that uh, this is a show that combats quite readily the mainstream radio dross and cobblers that uh, dominate the airwaves. The reason I wanted to play the, the, the Zep track, which I will get to uh, in a little while, is because it's quite possibly the most sampled uh, uh, drum uh, drum sequence uh, on God's Green Earth. And I'm specifically uh, talking about uh, John Bonham and his uh, leathering of the skins uh, on uh, When the Levee Breaks. And I'll get to that uh, after this next track, which is uh, Austin, Texas's uh, The Black Angels from their first from their first record, actually. Uh, and uh, the first record was called Passover and released in uh, uh, 2006. Going to hear a song called uh, the, first Viet- Sorry, the First Vietnamese War. Uh, quite a departure from the, the silky velvety uh, prefab sprout. And I did forget to mention, um, uh, prior to uh, the magazine track, we did hear some bis. Just wanted to let you know that that was called Euro Disco. And that was a single on 1998. That was on uh, Ouija Records. And uh, the same record company that the, uh, the corner shop, uh, Brimful of Asher, release was... Uh, was and is on that I played even earlier in the programme. I come up for air, here's some uh, Black Angels for you.
No, you're not mistaken. You are not listening to uh, Smeg 103 Classic Rock. You're listening to uh, Near Perfect Pitch uh, via the recording studios at CKCUFM here in Ottawa uh, on uh, the campus of Carleton University. So you're not listening to some some awful uh, FM schmaltzy station. That was at Led Zeppelin because I wanted to play it for you in the context of it being the most sampled drum loop that I'm aware of uh, and uh, has been uh, featured in numerous tracks uh, from the likes of the Beastie Boys, Depeche Mode, uh, Mike Oldfield, Eminem, Colcut, Erasure, um, Sophie B. Hawkins. The list is is, is rather endless. Uh, and of course we've got uh, an interview with Simon Wollstonecroft, esteemed drummer, so there is a, a drumming relevance to, uh, to why I played it. And before uh, the, the Zep track we heard uh, from Austin in Texas, as if there's a, a prominent Austin elsewhere. Um, uh, that's uh, the Black Angels with uh, the first Vien- <laughs> Vietnamese War. I've been having difficulty speaking. It's been a long day. It's, uh, it's, uh, I don't know what the time is, it's about seven o'clock my time here and I'm, and I'm flagging, I'm faded, I've not had my tea and, uh, and I, need, I, need, uh, I need at least a sandwich. So I'm, uh, I'm going to try and make it through without making any more cock-ups. It's uh, fast approaching the end of the programme uh, and I've got uh, some goodies to play uh, before we get uh, to, uh, to the interview itself with, with, uh, with Simon. Um, there's, a, there's an artist you should be aware of called Laura Pergolizzi, uh, originally from New York, now based in Los Angeles, has this wonderful new EP out uh, that I stumbled upon and uh, purchased. It's uh, called Death Valley. It's a digital download. And this is uh, a particular song called uh, Muddy Waters. Steps to follow closer right behind Is it only when you feel the pot is empty That it's gnawing at the corners of your mind Ooh, I will ask you for mercy I will come to you blind What you'll see is the worst me Not the last of my kind What you'll see is the worst me 
Muddy Waters, that is uh, LP, and uh, that's brand new. So I encourage you to uh, to try and source some of that stuff, uh, all digital uh, in terms of its availability. Uh, and uh, I learned something this week. I learned off her, and I quite like that. I really, really do. Um, we're nearly ready to uh, get into the uh, the interview uh, with Simon Wollstonecroft, which uh, is going to be quite delightful. I can I can actually guarantee you as such. Um, but before that. I think it's uh, it's quite possibly time for uh, for uh, the Tinterweb time feature that. Uh, see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See? Isn't that annoying? And all you millennial little buggers out there who never knew what that actually meant, it irks me that we used to sit there and literally you could make a full, you know, a, a, a three-course meal before you actually were able to log on. Um, anyway, it's Tinterweb time, and, and Tinterweb time is, is just a, a very, very uh, basic feature that we have on the programme, uh, and I share with you uh, a site that I've uh, tripped upon, discovered, or I'm a frequent visitor to. It's, a, it's an amalgam of several different things. Anyway, it's, it's a website of the week, if you like. Now, if you, uh, if you still buy vinyl, and if you've uh, got a lot of vinyl that uh, you've just hoarded over the years, uh, I would expect that you've got a turntable. Um, the Technics 1200 line are now back in production, which is a, a wonderful thing for those that care. Uh, I've got one at home. I've got a 1250 at home. And one of the hardest things I always found was uh, was trying to, uh, to, to balance uh, the spindle shaft and, uh, and the tone arm. And I came across this site, and it's quite simply called technics1200s.com. And it's got everything from uh, from products, embellishments, maintenance, repairs, estimates. You can order parts. It's got uh, how-to videos, and uh, the how-to videos are what I'm specifically relating to right now. That's how I uh, actually uh, came upon them. And uh, I was just trying to find out uh, a d- definitive and, and surefire way to uh, to balance the tone arm because I was having some difficulties with the, with the old turntable. And uh, this put paid to the problem uh, instantly. A fantastic little site, so I'll put that in the show notes for you. 
It is called uh, Technics1200.com. Now, let's talk about Simon Wollstonecroft, shall we? Um, a book was released uh, in uh, the latter stages of 2014 called You Can Drum But You Can't Hide. Now, I did mention uh, earlier in the programme that uh, uh, Simon is re-releasing this book with, uh, with extra content to cover what's been happening in his life over the past couple of years. Um, I've got a very articulate list of questions here that I had for, 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 for the gentleman, uh, and Simon uh, readily answered the, the vast majority without me even having to ask, which was, which was wonderful, really. I didn't, didn't really have to do a thing other than uh, 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 bug him with the odd little question that, that, that uh, he hadn't already covered. Um, very, very colourful past. Give you give you an idea of uh, of uh, of why he's called the Nearly Man, which I'm sure he doesn't like. I don't even bring it up with him because I'm sure it's not something that he bandies around and has T-shirts made. But uh, he was uh, in the Stone Roses before the Stone Roses became what you know them to be now. Uh, was offered to be in the Smiths. wasn't overly keen on on Morris's lyrics, voice, etc. Uh, wasn't even keen on the name, to be frank. Uh, and he left them. Uh, Noel even asked if he'd join join that little band of his, uh, and uh, and Simon went his own way. If nothing else, he is a, a man of, uh, of of his own mind. And uh, in, in 1980, he was in, in a band called uh, The Patrol, uh, and then uh, Freak Party with uh, with uh, Johnny Marr and Andy Rourke of the Smiths in '81. Um, trying to join the dots for you. Um, in 1984 and in, in the mid-80s, he was in, uh, in the colour field with, with, with Terry Hall, uh, ex of the specials, and uh, Fun Boy 3. Uh, and whilst he was in the weeds in 86, he was asked to join the fall uh, whilst uh, supporting them on tour. Uh, and he was there for 11 years, leaving around the time of Levitate. However, uh, Simon um, was uh, a co-writer on, on a lot of songs and did, did contribute and also did a lot of arranging and, uh, and work with, with keyboards as well. Very, very involved. And uh, co-wrote the only fall song to uh, break the top 40 that uh, was an original track, i.e. Not, not a cover version. Um, and that, uh, that uh, brings him to his... Uh, his current state, he's, he's in, a, in a band called God, he's, he's working with uh, a band called Stems, he was just in a band called Big Unit, uh, and uh, I'll put all the notes and all the links to, to Simon's holdings and, uh, and social media in, uh, in the Podbean notes and, uh, uh, and uh, on any other uh, means I can. So usually Facebook and Podbean are where you'll find all the details of, of, of all the tracks that I play with all the, all the, all the URLs and the links. Anyway, he co-wrote uh, Free Range, which is an absolute belter of a song, and this is the single version.
As is popular vernacular tune. That is an immense track from 1992 on Cog Sinister Records. That is uh, free range, as penned by uh, Simon Wollstonecroft and Marky e. Smith. The interview uh, with Simon is forthcoming, and I shall be back afterwards to play a song of uh, Simon's choice, and also uh, something that uh, he's involved with now. Uh, I'll be playing a track by uh, by Stems as well. Enjoy the interview. Talk to you in a bit. Good evening, Simon. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Have you tried the sky? I did. This this is uh, this is quite crystal. I'm, I'm using uh, I'm using Google, and it seems to be very good. So, if you're okay with okay, that, let's stick with it then. How are you, mate? I'm, I'm very well, thank you. What's what are you doing this evening? About eight o'clock there, isn't it? Um, yeah. Well, I'm actually um, writing. The, well, I'm doing a second edition of the book with a new publisher. You can drum, but you can't hide. Yeah. Uh, which is coming out at the end of the year. It's got a new cover. It's got new pictures, and I'm just writing the last couple of years, really, since the first edition came out. Oh, brilliant. I've been doing quite a lot. Well, I was going to... Um, <laughs> it's almost like you've answered three of my questions already, so... I'm going to ask what comes in here. Yeah, keep... keep, keep, keep. Do Yeah, gonna, yeah, no, you fire away. I'll fill in the blanks after you've finished. Okay. Well, um, the book came out nearly two years ago. Yeah. And... and um, I'm really happy with it, the way it's been, you know, received. Uh, I've not sold millions or anything like that, but I never expected to. It's a very honest account of my time in the indie, you know, Manchester music scene, mm-hmm. which spans over 30 years now. and covers, you know, a hell of a lot of bands. I seem to have joined a lot of dots up in the 80s, you know, early 80s. Yeah. 
um, started off going to uh, Altering, Altering Boys Grammar School down just south of Manchester. Uh, Ian Brown was in my class, and so was John Squire. And we started a punk band, age 15, called The Patrol, which is how we all started out. And then we went to college, we started doing gigs. And then before um, the band became the Stone Roses, as we now know them, um, I joined Johnny Mars' new band called Free Party, and now this is 1981 now. And we looked high and low for a singer. This is Andy Rowe, Johnny Marr, and myself. And uh, we tried two or three, four out, I think. But nothing happened, and we all got in a bit of trouble <laughs> during our time in Free Party. Yeah. And uh, basically, um, there was a, a stolen Lowry painting that Johnny Marr got involved with. He got arrested while we were rehearsing one night darkest handcoats in the rehearsal room and uh, it's taken off anyway the band's Johnny disappeared for oh, about six months about four five six months and um, stopped playing altogether and uh, he just ran me up one day and said sorry I've got a new band it's my new band and I thought wow my new band I don't know I thought we were all the band together <laughs> I called the Smith and I just thought wow you know that's rubbish the Smith um, so I said, oh, well, I'm, I'm not really sure, I don't really play on an art, all the play drums on it. But he said, go on, please, we're doing a demo. So I said, all right, then. I went. And um, Andy Rourke, who's a great funk player, because at this time, in the early 80s, I was into jazz funk, like Andy, Andy Rourke was. <laughs> there was nothing like that at all. Morrissey walked in. And um, he basically says, singing there, something about the Moors murders. Stuff for little children's yeah. not exactly a groovy, a groovy baseline, is it? Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> there's no, there's just, there's no way you could alter it to sound funky. And I just said, Johnny, it's not for me. This thanks, but no thanks. And then I joined, um, well, the Fall for eleven years. After that, married Terry Hall. And he's done uh, the Colour Field in 1984. Well, I spent eleven years with Mark, Marky e. Smith, and the Fall. Um, so the, the first five, well, about five, first five years were great. The glory years, as Mark Smith liked to call them. Yes. <laughs> when we were on Beggar's Banquet Records and phonograph. Yeah, and there was still good money yeah. coming in, lots of funded tours as well, yeah? Sorry, say again. I'm saying that during the Beggar's years, there was lots of money coming in and there was lots of money to fund tours as well. There was. Uh, yeah, we were on a major label. Um, well, two, Beggar's Banquet, quite a big label, and then phonograph. Yeah. And, and that lasted until about 1992. Um, and, but phone around what I heard the new demos that Mark could produce, and he just said, no way, man, that's off. Um, I do what I want, you know what I mean? And so we ended up bringing out Entertainment Scam, uh, well, Cold Selfish, actually, 1992, I think. 1993 right. was Cold Selfish. Yeah. Cold, um, Entertainment Scam is actually one of my favourite albums I played on, that along with the first one, Ben Sinister. Yeah, that was the first one that you, uh, Simon, that was the first one you played on was Ben Sinister, wasn't it? Yes, it was. That yeah. was 1986. Yeah. Um, that was, Mr. Pharmacist, um, the track, was on that one. It's one of my favourite songs ever played with them. Yeah. Um, but I just like the whole production. We had John Leckie, and of course, produced Pink Floyd. Well, John, John Leckie's a, John, anyone who's worked with John Leckie in my book has, uh, has been blessed. 
you know, I thought he did a great job on it actually. Yeah. It, it wasn't easy for him working with Mark, you know, and Mark was pretty cruel sometimes, you know, spitting at him and <laughs> shouting at him for no, yes. no sort of obvious reason really. Quite cruel, but of course the guy's getting a lot of money to do this, so and he's probably got sick of skin when it first appears. He's very I'm still here, Simon. Simon? Hello? I lost Simon. You there, Simon? Can someone get this phone? I'm on interviewing someone. Hello, sorry for that. Hello. That uh, yeah. you just—I don't know how it got cut off. Um, not to worry, but you were rolling. You were talking. You were talking about uh, infotainment scan. You were talking about uh, all the way through to to 1986. Yeah, um, I've got uh, eleven good years for the fall. Yes, and, um, it was great working with Bricks. Um, my favourite fall album is the one that uh, I did, like the one just before I joined, actually, This Nation Saving Grace. That's actually my favourite record as well. No disrespect to anybody or any of the other ones. That was the one that did it for me. No, yeah, me too. I mean, I was aware of them right from when I was aged, uh, well, about when, when Punk first happened when I was at Alty Grammar. We had a mate in the class who used to buy all the fall and the buscocks. They used to come in with the sleeves and show us, you know, and listen to John, John Peel religiously. Yeah. Every night in his bedroom. So I was well aware of it, but I wasn't really a fan until I heard uh, this nation saving grace. That was the first but, one uh, that we, was. It, it was the first really listenable uh, fall album that, that that wasn't as post punky as the other ones. It, but it was the one that was the no. most. You know what I mean? I can't really put my finger on it, but it was it was the most palatable one to me. Yeah, me too. I think a lot of it's to do with Simon Rogers, who yeah. you may have co-produced it. Uh, great musician, writer. I think he, he kind of smoothed it out. I think the whole sound. Yeah, he did. Because because yeah. a lot of those songs were quite complex, and the production made them really quite uh, uh, quite easy to take in. Now, now you you, yeah. you you in terms of a chronology, you've done a really good job in in, in giving us a, a a kind of sequential overview of what you've done. Now, see, right. see, with with me trying to follow your career all the way from Alti Grammar all the way to 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 now being a, a musical uh, an author, um, the, the the area that, that that's really the grey area with me was was post Patrol, post Freak Party, and that intermittent yeah. that intermittent period uh, with the Colour Field and uh, that brief period in the Weeds. Are, am I missing any yeah. other bands in between? Uh, not really. No. Uh 
Is that, is yeah. it a video, are you are you playing are you playing on the track? I'm not drumming in it. I'm actually acting in it with a, another girl called Stella Brunsby. Oh, you know, hey, Stella. <laughs> yeah, I know Stella. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, the track's called Say S A Y. Yeah. By uh, Tim Burgess and Peter Gordon, who's a composer, and it's um, basically about a couple who don't talk anymore. I've got nothing to say anymore. Couldn't said it all. Yeah. I don't say anything actually. So it's just being Stella in the video and the, uh, the director, Nico Melalebro, it's his first time directing as a pastoral uh, nominee, uh, nominated actor from Manchester. Yeah. Um, so um, I've just done that. We're just talking about free parts. I've just um, had the um, green light from Johnny. I've got an old tape from 1981. Oh yeah. Uh, this jazz funk that we were playing, and uh, we've got a girl called a, a black girl from London called Angie Brown. I don't know if you've heard of her. Yes, I have. But, well, she's playing a bit. It's track. The track's called Firefly, and uh, it's going to be released. And we've got the blessing of Andy Rourke and Johnny. Oh great! Uh, and I've got uh, Craig Gannon to play some a uh, little bit of wah wah guitar on it. Oh, so superb! To, to sound like the Smith. Yeah, you've got the old old lads back together again. That's great. All you need is Roddy okay. Frame. You see, we only had two songs recorded, but we've used them both. We've had um, took it to a company called Take the Hiss. Take the out of the tape. Yes. The cassette tape. Yeah. And uh, this is an old cassette tape that I found in one of the drum cases after moving house several times. Yeah. Um, and we basically took it to a studio, and it's been just kind of blown up. Um, so we're all on it, and then a guy called Mike Bennett, who's also a folk producer, who yeah. I for, yes. he's, he's written the words for it, for Firefly, and don't push your luck, the other one's called. So watch this thing. Oh, I'm definitely going to. That, that's really, is it's almost like... Uh... Uh, going back in history and, and, and cobbling together something. It's amazing that you've got the blessing of, of, of Rourke and, and Mar. I think that's a wonderful I thing. And I this know. It made me, made me feel really happy. Yeah. Brilliant, I bet it did. And is Stella, is Stella doing any uh, any singing, or is it just purely acting like yourself as well? Stella, no, she did acting with me. Um, you know, we're just, uh, we're just a couple, and we're in a, a run-down flat in London. Kind of just... <laughs> Quite robotic looking, sort of not talking. We do we touch each other's hands at the end, which is quite nice. It sounds it sounds suitably you, miserable. Sounds great. Yeah, but it's a great track. It's looking like the charlatans. <laughs> Well, t t Tim's a busy lad. I mean, he's got his solo career. He's got so he's got he's got uh, the Charlatans. He's got uh, Kendall calling, and he's and he's he's, he's never he's never he's not a lazy bloke. Is Tim? So that's great. I'm glad no. you're working with him. Wonderful no, stuff. Yeah, no, I saw him at the number six festival. I'm doing a, and, uh, well, a couple of things at the moment. I'm in a band called the God. That's an it. An old friend of mine, Chris Bridget, um, from years from years ago, and he uh, asked me to play on the album. It's a three piece. Punk funk trio, as I like to call it. <laughs> I read that and this morning. The number six festival the other week, and he was there to him anyway. And oh, I was there. Good. Because I've known him for quite a while. Um, first night when I was in with the fall in Berlin, it's here, and I had a zoo there. Um, I 
to follow the night off BC and play with Mountain Eaton uh, and the band of course. Yeah, they're they're a good bunch of lads. I got quite friendly with Martin Blunt over the years. Um, they, they've had a lot right. of tragedy yeah. in that band, and they, I really, re I really respect their longevity. They've 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 not really compromised, and they've really done a very good job of keeping their fan base engaged. So my hat goes off to the show. Yeah, yeah, but, but, well, you know, they've had some great music over the years. They certainly have. Yeah, it does, and uh, it's forever in the cultural fibre of, of, of anybody who's from, 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 especially the northwest. That's for sure. Now, now, God, yeah. it was, was was the God project a one off then, uh, Simon? Um, well, we've done an album um, earlier this year, which is ready. We've, we've got no record deal or anything. Um, we're kind of drip feeding little bits out there on SoundCloud. Yeah, I've YouTube. seen that. Yeah. Uh, we, we played at the number six in Wales. We did Kemble Calling and we did Liverpool Sound City. We got our first headline Manchester show on October the 14th. Great. Just coming up now. So um, that's going. I've also in another band, um, well, cooperative with a revolving door policy called Stems with a Z. Stems being computer stems or audio files. Yeah. People who don't know. Yeah. So we've, we've been passing a lot of files and stems across the Atlantic, actually. Um, oh, uh, but Mike Bennett and I, he's, we're the main ones in it. But we've got a single called Halo with a, a lovely singer called Tamsin Middleton. Right. Simon Ding Archer on bass, and uh, he's another uh, fall operative. Also played bass for the Pixies and PJ Harvey. <laughs> and uh, he has a studio in Salford called 6DB, which is absolutely top notch. So we recorded it there, and kind of we were sitting on it really till, till the end of the year. Meanwhile, um, this we're doing the scrums. Uh, it's been played on radio too, actually tonight. Janice Longshore, which is good news. That is very good news. Uh, Janice plays it, yeah. Yeah, and uh, it's called Halo. It's, if you put it in YouTube, stems with a Z and Halo, it'll come. It's the first one that comes up. Well, I'm, I'm gonna. So, uh, I'm going to play it on the next programme now that you've brought it to my attention. Um, and, uh, okay, it's a good old punk song, you know, like punky rock, quite American sounding actually. Yeah, yeah. so I would imagine it's, uh, yeah, with a, any, anything that's going to sound like early Pixies is alright with me. Yeah, it does, it does, I think it sounds American for sure. It's got a great video too, which Mike Bennett produced. Super. He comes from that background, theatre and everything else. Well, my goodness, you know, I've, I've been trying to piece together because your career is you've done an absolutely fantastic job of, of filling in the little dots that, that were sort of omitted from, from, my, from all my research. Because I've, I've, uh, the, the, the era, the era that, the, that you were with The Fall is, is without doubt my, my favourite era because of, of, of the people in the band. Yeah. And, and also, of course, there's, uh, it's kind of a polarising thing with Fall, fan, uh, Fall fans is Brick Smith. Yeah. But, but I, I love Brick Smith being in the band. Uh, I loved it when yeah. you were in the band. And, and I think that the musical... Uh, the musical output for that period was 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 undoubtedly the best productive period for the fall. I, 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 I agree with you, but I want to. But then you're right, yeah. Some people on my work, the early stuff with Carl Burns, Carl Burns, my friends. Yes. And um, some people like the stuff I played on. There's not that many people who say. No, the latest yeah. stuff, the latest stuff really, I think you can only qualify to listen to the latest stuff if you put in your spade work and listen to The Fall from the beginning. I would imagine it's yeah. really hard for someone to start listening to The Fall 
now without having heard any uh, any previous work because uh, the fall it, it's it's like a relationship it's a lot of hard work to be committed to a band like the fall sure yeah and, yeah, uh, and some okay. of some... I, I was getting waged at the time so... <laughs> <laughs> well I was going to ask you actually because you know you, you'd mentioned right at the get-go that you've got uh, you've got additions because of course the, the last two years you've not been sitting there watching telly for two years you've done an awful lot of stuff but have you also have you also managed to you're right. You cut it up a bit now. Go on, sorry. Okay, I was just going to say, I was going to ask rather, uh, Simon, um, you, you're going to be adding adding the last two years. But did you also manage to find anything that had been sort of lying in the the uh, the, the back corners of your brain that you'd not been able to to, to remember for the first uh, for the first edition? Um, not really, if I'm honest. No. Though I did have a dream about that the other day. <laughs> <laughs> that's best. That's yeah, best kept between you and the doorpost. Yeah, yeah. Did you, did, you, did you bump into him at all? I'm not in touch with him anymore, really. I have seen him a couple of times. Yeah. And he's been quite, quite, quite nice to me, considering, considering how horrible it was when I left. Yeah. Well, are you, are you at liberty to talk about that? Because, I mean, it all went down around, the, around about Levitate, didn't it? Yeah, of course I am, yeah. I mean, I, I like Mark, can I say so in my book? Yeah. Um, you know, say a lot of good things about him. In fact, for a while he was my best mate, but he, but he kind of stopped um, living with Brit so much, you know. Yeah. I was his wingman, and uh, we'd go out all the time. Very intelligent guy. I do love his lyrics. That's when I could understand what, were, what he was going on about, you know. Yes. Um, I was kind of only interested in it. I thought the song might be about myself. <laughs> See what he was saying. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, no, very, very intelligent guy, and uh, I had a lot. Of, I, you know, as I say, if you, if you read my book, it, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to read the second one now. Yeah. So, so, so he must be a very, very hard chap to to to, to be friends with, because uh, Mark Mark is is probably. He's probably a, a gold medal winner when it comes to bridge burning in, in, in the industry. So, um, to, to have any uh, any friendship that lasted beyond a few weeks, I think, is quite a testament. Yeah, I would imagine it would have been a very difficult environment to be uh, creative in, especially when you know you were you were contributing creatively. Uh, now, what what yeah. was what, when did he, he he naffed off to Edinburgh? That was about what eighty eighty six eighty nine eighty nine eighty nine. Yeah, he just removed uh, himself, yeah. didn't he? People keep sending messages while we're doing that. Oh, that's, that's well, that's good. I'm glad you're in demand. <laughs> Yeah, it's actually clear. It's going to be fine for broadcast. Yeah, not to worry. I mean, the, the only thing that'll be rubbish will right. be, be my voice, not yours. Um, yeah, um, I've just actually I just recently read Brick Smith's book, 
um, Brit Smith star, I should say. Yeah. She doesn't mention me a lot, but she does mention the time when I took my pup to Edinburgh when he left the marital home in Presswich and uh, drove my pup to London, uh, sorry, to Edinburgh. Yeah. He wanted, he wanted to totally out of the Manchester scene. Uh, he was finished with bricks, you know. And, he, and I drove him up there and she stopped me down in her book as the getaway driver. <laughs> also called him a pothead. <laughs> Wollstonecroft, the author, the getaway driver, the drummer, the arranger, yeah. So, so well, at least it's, it's better than being com it's better than being completely ignored, though. Isn't it? You, you're, you're the Jason Statham yeah. in the novel, aren't you? The driver. Yeah, that's right. Um, no, no, I get on with Rex. I get on with Rex very well. So I went to see a band, Rex, and the Extra Yes. And all I say is, a brother didn't ask me to play drums because I don't see the point of it. So. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do know exactly. I've written music for it, bricks of song on a few of them, but it's just not the same without that. No, it's, it's impossible. It's an element that can't be missing, otherwise it's it's a non-starter, isn't it, really? It's just derivative at best, but still, it's. Uh, I'm glad that she's... Uh, She's confident enough to play those songs, and people are going to see her. Fair play to her, because she she yeah, never yeah. she never burned any bridges. She was one of the most affable people in in, in the scene, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah so you know, uh, I think her book—it's uh, a great book. Um, it's a lot about her kind of from her psychological perspective. Yes. You know, growing up as a kid, which I don't really delve into. I skip over the first, um, you know, uh, fifteen. Well, but it starts really when I when I started uh, school at Alton Grammar, age eleven. Yeah, wow. it was a funny. It's a funny anecdote. I was I was back home. Uh, I was back home earlier this year, and uh, uh, not not for a good event. It was for sadly for a funeral. But I was in Edinburgh, and I was talking to my talking to my cousin in Edinburgh. So there's a bit of a tenuous link right there. But she was also saying, "Oh yeah, and, I'll, and I've, I've become really friendly with Marcia Schofield." Oh okay. And I'm going. Yeah, no, because I mean, she oh, was. Marcia. Yeah, but she's uh, she's now a big uh, upstanding doctor or surgeon in New York or something or other. And uh, so oh, my, my my cousin in Edinburgh is a doctor. So, you know, she met her at, in Argentina. Hey. Right, brilliant. Yeah, Where I mean. Yeah, well, I can't. Yeah, she flipping is. Yeah, well, I I can't compete with your anecdotes, but that was just my little thing to chuck in there because Edinburgh was relevant. Yeah, um, I saw um, uh, Steve Amley's book launch, because we're all doing books, of course. Yes. Oh, by the way, my new book is coming out on uh, Root Publishing, uh, which is the same book publishers that Steve's book came out on. Okay. And, and you're hoping... So, Simon, you're saying that the, 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 the new edition's going to be out by the end of the year? January and February, but we'll have copies uh, by the end of November. It's got, say, it's got a, um, a cover, a caricature of me by um, Stanley Chow, the famous artist. Absolutely, yeah. yeah and a... uh, I've got a little, I've got a little four badge on and a little Ian Brown badge, holding a pair of drumsticks up like a nice book. Well, brilliant. To devour the next. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll make sure to to share. All of your goings on on uh, the Near Perfect Pitch show, social media, and I'll keep everybody abreast of things on the program. I've just got two two more questions for you, please, Simon. What one is? Um, okay. One is um, I actually played uh, Mr. Farmer just a few weeks ago. But uh, if if you could uh, choose a song, uh, a fall song, um, what would you uh, have me play? What would I play? What would you have me play? Yeah. 
Hey? Oh, okay. Um, oh, what about Got the Quantifier? Sure, that's good enough. I'll play that. I've not played that for yeah. a long old while, so I'll play that. And off this station, saving brave. Yeah, off yeah. our off our favourite LP. And um, I've yeah. got one last question, which is completely, completely, uh, well, it's completely off topic, but I ask everybody I talk to, hypothetically, you're around my place for a cup of tea, and uh, I crack out the biscuit tin, and it, it's a magic yeah. biscuit tin, Simon. So, there's any biscuit on God's okay. green earth? What would you choose? One biscuit. What would you What would you go for? It would be a chocolate coloured wafer if you had that, you know. Well, it's a magic tin. I've definitely got them. Chocky, chocky covered wafer. There you are. And I'll send you. Yeah. I'll send you a link with the latest uh, biscuit pie charts. No pun. No pun intended. And I'll send you a link when the when the interview is uh, is ready with with the show in the next few days. Brilliant. Have you got enough there? Do you want to ask me anything else? Oh no, it's absolutely brilliant. You've been fantastic. You've anything that I've not asked, you've answered readily already. So thank you so much. Brilliant. I really do appreciate it. Person. Yeah, well, next time, next time in Cheadle, I'll let you know. Oh, he's gone there, right? Yeah, yeah. Lovely. Oh, fantastic. Well, well, I'll. Uh, you, you might regret saying that, but I'll. Uh, I will definitely keep in touch. Oh, bless you. Thank you so much, and it's been it's been a pleasure. I'm, I'm really looking forward to sharing this with uh, with everybody. And you must know that every single week, just on a parting note. Uh, I have several features yeah. on the programme, but one is called the Obligatory Fall Art Track. So I play a fall track every week. In it, It's just my way to, to try and passively persuade more and more people to to actually explore the wonderful world that is the fall. Great. That's very good of you. I think you should do, you know. I'll... A rubbish that's on nowadays. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. So I'll, I'll be in touch imminently and uh, have a good evening and lovely to talk to you. Yeah. Cheers. Well, we do try on Near Perfect Pitch being a, a one-man show, playing his own records and trying to procure interviews with interesting people. Absolutely uh, over the moon to have had a chat with uh, with Simon Wollstonecroft, and I thank him from the bottom of my heart. Um, I've watched him many, many times from a sweaty crowd, and it was just lovely to actually have a conversation with him uh, after seeing uh, The Fall live so many times over the years. And um, you will uh, have learned a lot, I'm quite sure, by listening to, uh, to all the information. And uh, you'll also know that he wants to hear, uh, if, if pushed, Gut of the Quantifier, which I will gladly play. And then after that, we're going to hear the song that he was alluding to with regards to uh, being in the video with, uh, with Stella, Stella Grundy, uh, ex-Interstellar. Uh, uh, and I'll be playing that afterwards. And then I'll be back to say my goodbyes.
that's Stems uh, with Halo. And uh, that's the end of the programme. I wanted to uh, let you know also what we heard before that. We heard from This Nation Saving Grace. We heard The Fall with uh, uh, Gut of the Quantifier, as chosen by Simon Wollstonecroft. And uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I certainly did. And I want to remind you all to, uh, if uh, you do enjoy the programme, please share it. Please let people know they can get it on iTunes, they can get it on uh, Google Play, they can get it on Stitcher, they can get it on Blurberry, they can get it on uh, TuneIn Radio. Please participate in the, in the, the social media. Uh, and also, please remember that uh, CKCUFM kindly let me broadcast and use their studios. Uh, and uh, when it comes time to uh, support them, I'm going to be asking you, CKCUFM.com. Uh, you can listen uh, to the radio station if you're outside of the broadcast, uh, uh, what's, what's it even called, catchment area, radius, whatever it's called. Um, you can uh, always listen. Uh, and you can also listen retroactively because uh, all the shows are recorded. You can listen to them when you want. Fantastic is CKCU, uh, the best of the bunch, and uh, I'm very happy to be associated with them, and my thanks go to them as always, and uh, I try not to forget uh, to thank them each and every time I broadcast. So, thanks so much. I'll be back next week with episode 20. ta up.